Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you all to the table, where together we face the daily challenges of autoimmune and autoinflammatory arthritis. Join our fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table. Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is the official talk show for the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or AI Arthritis for short. My name is Tiffany Westrich Robertson. I am the CEO of the organization, but also a person living with AI arthritis diseases. And I am not alone. No, I'm not. I have one of my favorite patient co-hosts of all time, Miss <laughs> Deb Constant. Hey there, everybody. I am Deb, and I am happy to be here with Tiffany today. I am also a person living with autoimmune diseases. I have rheumatoid arthritis and have had it since I was the age of 13. So a long haul. A long haul, a long journey, <laughs> a long road. Ooh. Yeah, the road. Ooh, the road. Why am I? Why did I say auto and yeah. road? Oh, she's got well. her enthusiasm on certain words. <laughs> yeah, she's going to lead into why she's doing that. Why, why, why? Okay, well, we're going to tell you. Now, this actually today is just a mini-sode. And what is a mini-sode? A mini-sode is when we have something exciting to share with you, and we sort of send you on a road, on a journey, on a path in a different direction so that you can continue these conversations conversations with us. And the topic is da, 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 the charity talk, not a walk, a talk. And we are hosting our very, very first one. Well, actually, by the time this airs, we'll be sleeping in because we just did it last night. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to need to sleep in after that. <laughs> so our very, very first event, really, for, for our organization, we planned on, we've always run virtual right. and we set up virtual because we're people living with the diseases and we wanted flexibility and yep. being able to participate when we felt our best. So we've always worked online and then we had a strategic plan that in 2020, we were going offline and into the public and COVID happened. <laughs> yes. So put us on a pause back to right. the normal world. <laughs> so last May, we were going to do our first in-person event at an automobile museum in St. Louis, Missouri, where we're headquartered. And that, for obvious reasons, was canceled. Well, this year, we decided to sort of rethink this, and we thought, okay, well, most charities that we know of anyway in our sector do charity walks where people come together, they'll invite family, friends, kind of create a team, you go to a destination, you'll walk for a while, you may then have some food or some entertainment, and you raise money and awareness for a good cause. And we thought, that doesn't make sense. For our signature. Not for us. Yeah, not for us. I mean, a lot of people, unfortunately, have issues walking, especially for long durations of time. Mm -hmm. And, well, we're all about the talks. <laughs> and that's what we do. We talk. We talk. Like, we are now. <laughs> so 
So our whole mission is based on helping others. Like, for, let me preface by saying Deb and I have been fortunate to be those patients at the table for many years. Yes, we have. Representing the, the patient voice. And, you know, we work really hard to try to facilitate conversations to bring more than just our voices, more than the same voices over and over. So we facilitate conversations that help all patients, all people affected by our diseases to be able to come to the table and make sure that their voices are heard. And we do this alongside other stakeholders as equals. So not as advisors, Correct. either them, like we are not advising them. We are having a one-to-one conversation on the same level so that together we can solve problems that impact education, advocacy, and research. So again, it just made sense. Let's not have a walk. Let's have a talk. And so essentially same thing as charity talk, we decided would be gathering friends and family, making a team, coming together, having some entertainment, having some awareness. So same thing. The only difference is ours focuses on education and we're doing the creative auto theme, which is why I was highlighting that. And we're saying road and journey and path because we are creatively creating educational content to teach that our full body diseases are not only based on arthritis, but they are full body. And we're using- Every piece. Yep, exactly. Automobile to, to focus on this. So in the initial talk, which is, again, happened last night at the time that this aired. Yep. We had my official team. I invited them as an in-person charity talk with about 25 people. And my team is called the Pace Car Trailblazers because it's the first one. And all of my friends and family, by being there, part of my talk. And all of the cool awareness items and educational moments from that event are now available for everybody to be able to use. And we're encouraging all of you to now get a team together and it can be online. It can be in person. It doesn't have, it it can be anything you want it to be. And the idea to be able to talk. So Deb, why don't you just mention a little bit about what, you know, what we predict the impact of this type of activity would be. So the idea behind it is the impact. So by educating the public, as well as our own friends and family and things like that, about our diseases and different from OA, again, that's going to be coming up as a reoccurring theme as well as far as how we are comparing our diseases, autoimmune diseases, to osteoarthritis. It is a very, very different type of disease. So doing that will help educate and we're looking towards earlier detection, earlier diagnosis, different therapeutic interventions, and hopefully decrease permanent irreversible damage and disability, lowering, and the ideal goal is to lower healthcare, Mm -hmm. you know, costs and things like that. You know, address the misunderstandings that can result in, you know, relationship conflicts and anxiety for the person diagnosed. Again, I I have a husband that I've been married to for over 25 years. And, you know, just 
for him to understand. And he has. He's been on this journey with me for many, many years and just learning about it. So again, education is crucial and we're doing it a very unique way. I love that we're doing it through a talk. Mm -hmm. And again, not a walk. We still can gather and all that kind of stuff or do it virtually if we choose to do that. Get everybody together, but do it in a unique way. We always think out of the box, don't we? We do. We, we're always <laughs> doing firsts. We're always yes. doing firsts. Yes. No, yeah. no shocker there. Yeah. You know, I know you said your your husband, Deb, and I've known yeah. my husband since kindergarten. We didn't actually get married until we were 42. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't love at first sight. What can I yeah. say? <laughs> but even so, he knows my challenges. But yeah. because these are invisible, the inflammation that happens that are triggered by the immune system starts at a cellular level and yeah. goes out. And even if we do achieve damage, it takes many years for that to actually happen. So it becomes very hard to the naked eye. If a person right. doesn't see us struggling or a person doesn't see a rash or see, you know, something that is visible to them, then it can trick your mind and Absolutely. Think, you look great. You, you know, there's not, there's nothing wrong. And that really does cause a lot of conflict. I know Deb and I were talking before we recorded this and my onset was in my mid thirties and I was living in Los Angeles. And I used to play volleyball on the beach, very active in sports. And suddenly I'd go to the beach and I had to watch and yeah. I was very Sit off on the side, very yeah. physically fit by the way, and very athletic build. So it didn't look right for me to be saying, no, no, I, you know, I can't, I can't play. And I wasn't at the time, I wasn't equipped with the speaking points to be able to explain why. And, and exactly. I think that's one of the reasons why I want to do something like this so that people can be more comfortable talking and communicating their whys they can't do something and lessen that fear of being judged. And then also I had a, a long delayed diagnosis. Now, not as long as some. So some yeah. go up, they'll say 10 years plus. Mine was a couple years as a mystery patient, but still all of that delay and all of that lack of access to treatment all of the damage is irreversible. So it's very important to treat early. So we always say everybody's the public before they're a patient. So yeah. by doing this and getting the word out, if somebody does have onset or someone you know does, it's very much more possible that you'll be able to get the right treatment early because you won't write it off. Oh, I'm just right. getting old. Oh, it's yeah. growing pains. You know, that, that, yeah. that and that's what my, that's what my um, experience was. Again, being diagnosed at 13, I was second chair flute. I was on the swim team. I was super competitive. Again, the exact same types of things. I had a brother that was a year older than me and we would horse play, play, well, literally play horse and pig playing basketball in our driveway and all of those types of things. But then all of a sudden it came crashing to an absolute halt. And this is freshman year in high school. I had a surgery on my foot. I had a bunionectomy and woke up from that surgery a very different person. My knees were swollen. Everything was swollen. It hurt to with my hands, with the crutches. And again, why? You know, that surgery triggered my disease, which is rheumatoid arthritis. 
I went through many diagnoses before they actually landed with rheumatoid arthritis. Even at that age, they thought it was juvenile rheumatoid arthritis that they said would go away. You'd grow out of it. They thought it was lupus for a while because, again, my my blood work was not classic RA, as, again, many of us don't fit into those cute little boxes. Mm-mm. Yeah, so life changed. I had to give up playing the flute. I put my flute away forever because I couldn't put my fingers on the, you know, probably 10 years later, I opened up my flute and I couldn't even match my fingers up to cover the holes. Um, so it was time to give it away. I, I couldn't have, why hang on to that? And I just, I needed to let that go. And I donated to my pastor's wife so she and her daughters could play flute together because they were never able to play together. So again, went to a good home, but I couldn't give it up until I really realized I'd never be able to play again. Yeah, life changes like overnight. I became the, the manager of the swim team. I traveled with the swim team. But at that point, my disease was so bad. We didn't have the medications that we do now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the trials of medications was literally six months before they would move on to another medication. And It was, you know, so much destruction happened back then. So that's why I'm fixing everything now during COVID. I've had two major foot surgeries, like reconstruction surgeries. And what else do you do during COVID when you're, you know, stuck at home? Um, (laughs) Yeah, you have surgery and recoup at home. But yeah, again, that's why I don't want people to be misinformed, use education that is not science-based, you know, to inform, educate, like everything that we do, advocacy, you know, doing things in our own government, in our state and federal levels. Or parliament or anywhere internationally. in the world. Absolutely. Just getting the word out and helping others. I don't want them to just be stuck at home and be depressed, you know, at a young age of 13. It's, you know, again, talk to other people and talk to us. Right. And just to piggyback on that, too, one of the things that will be, and again, we're airing this after the fact, so one of the points that will have been covered at the first charity talk and which will be available to you if you choose to move forward and have your own talk is we talked a little bit about the whole who am I now or your roles or how your roles have to change. Like Deb said, she was then associated with the swim team, not swimming. Right. So we we really addressed how your role has to be adjusted. And, you know, I, Deb, always used to go by the batting cages after I was diagnosed. And I was so sad because I couldn't play softball anymore. Yeah. And finally, about two years ago, I guess. I remember this. I, <laughs> my stepson and my husband, and we went to the batting cages and I said, I'm going to just try. I was worried about my hands and I was so worried because that was in my brain what, what to worry about. And I hit that sucker in my steps. He was so, he kept going, wow, that's impressive. So I did really good. But then we went to his practice and I sat on the bench and I couldn't get up. It was my, because of my spondyloarthritis, it was my low back. It had frozen and I had the worst flare I had had in years. And I was down for, for days. And for me, that was my, okay, I tried it. Your aha moment. That was my, I have to finally accept that this isn't going to happen. And those are hard moments. But again, the whole point of doing these two is awareness, but also we hope that by having our talk and by giving you the tools to have your own talks, that 
a lot of communication and understanding can come of it. And then, of course, we want to hear about your successes and your talks. And over the next few years, we should be able to really, through communication with each other, start to identify some additional education points and materials that we can create based on what you're learning at your own talk. So that's sort of the bigger picture here. And the aha moments that, again, through the education of your folks sharing back, I can't wait to hear those of like, I didn't know that, Mm -hmm. you know, those moments. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. So how do you get involved? Well, let me tell you how you're going to get involved. So <laughs> you can go to AIarthritis.org backslash charity talk. And there you're going to be able to download all of the materials that we used at the first charity talk that was hosted on May 1st in St. Louis. And we invite you all the month of May. We also host on May 20th World Autoimmune and Auto-Inflammatory Arthritis Day, which is where this theme sort of derived from. And, you know, maybe you want to host one around that International Awareness Day. But we're encouraging you, sign up. Sign up to host one right on that site and make sure that you get a team together. And if you can't, that's okay, too. You can always donate. and Donations uh, work, too. We (laughs) definitely, this is what we're using as our signature fundraiser. So also on that page, you'll be able to see a donate button. So please consider that as well. And then you can also find a link to YouTube where we're going to be posting the live episode of AI Arthritis Voices 360 that Deb and I recorded at this point last night. Yes. <laughs> so when you're listening to this, it will have been last night. So you can listen and watch that whole episode as well. And I think that pretty much covers everything. I think it wraps it up. Yeah. That wraps it up. Thank you all for your continued support of our organization. And we're excited about this charity talk. Absolutely. And, you know, as we always say, even if even if you can't do one yourself and you want to sit back and observe, we hope that you'll at least be able to learn a little bit of what we're doing at our talks. You can share our materials. And it's important to keep talking because only together can we truly change the story stories of tomorrow. We all have to pull up that seat at the table, right, Deb? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, everybody have a fantastic day. Bye, everybody. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI arthritis news and events. 